Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob. Bob. What? Bob. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, July 14, Bastille Day 2022. This is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. As always, hi. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 543 of the Biden-Harris administration, 113 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska, Twitter, BobSeska underscore go, and our Patreon, of course, is BobSeskaShow.com. After a really long break, here they are, the goth ninjas. Yes, we're all here. Jody, spicy Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, patreon.com slash from the bunker. Also, David Ferguson, we call him T-Rex. His music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hey, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bitches. So much to talk about today. I want to start with the 1-6 committee hearings from Tuesday because uh, they occurred right as we were doing the show on Tuesday. So I didn't get to talk about them on the show. We covered it a little bit with Cliff Schechter on the Wednesday show yesterday. Those of you who are expecting Robbie Pickering from Gaslit on Stars, we had to postpone his appearance to next week. So he's definitely going to be on next Wednesday. So uh, in his place, we brought in Cliff Schechter for his uh, monthly visit. Monthly Um, visitation with Uncle Cliff. Yeah. So I think instead of Aunt Flo, I mean, but <laughs> I was waiting for someone to make that remark about the idea of Cliff stopping by once a month, and it, I'm so glad that it was you, Jody, not someone else. I, I never thought it would be Buzz necessarily, but I wasn't sure. I was anticipating someone in the comments to go, "Should you really be saying that Cliff stops by for a monthly, monthly, visit? monthly visitor, the monthly mailman?" <laughs> With his emotional baggage. No. Okay. Uh, So much to cover. But the main thing was uh, Tuesday's proceedings where we learned uh, some stuff that we already knew. And I caution everyone to remember that these hearings aren't necessarily for us, those of us who are constantly absorbing this information. Uh, The hearings are for the people who are only casually following along, if at all. Mm, There's plenty of new stuff in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, yeah. Well, I love the fact that Trump's White House staff, more specifically the White House Counsel's Office, Pat Cipollone or Patsy Bologna, and his (laughs) entire crew, 
had to basically give Donald Trump one of those toy pretend steering wheels. You know, like uh -huh. you... Those of you with kids probably have owned one of these things where you attach a plastic steering wheel to your kid's car seat, and so they think they're driving the car, mm -hmm. but they're mm -hmm. not really driving the car, are they? They're just pretending to drive the car. And it turns out that Donald Trump was kind of pretending to sign executive orders doing things like appointing Sidney Powell as special counsel to investigate the election and having the Department of Defense collect all the voting machines, confiscate all, all the voting machines. And then Sidney Powell apparently was going to conduct an investigation into those machines. And the executive order Donald Trump signed, he thought was official, but no one in the White House went forward with the paperwork oh, to actually right. implement the executive order. So, yeah, Donald Trump got a little pretend plastic steering wheel and he was going <laughs> pretending to speed down the highway. Isn't this fun? Isn't this fun? Well, no, they're treating you like the child that you are, the reckless maniac trying to overthrow democracy. So, yeah, Trump's pretend steering wheel. It's almost like I thought about this, too, in terms of letters to Santa Claus. <laughs> You know I mean, <laughs> like this is, dear Santa, I want Sidney Powell to be special counsel. And then he hands it over to Pat Cipollone and Pat Cipollone goes, yes, yes, Mr. President, we'll rush this right away to the North Pole. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything in case there are kids listening <laughs> with their parents right now, but I think we all get it. I think we all get the metaphor. Um, so that was just one part of it. Uh, I want to talk about the... Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, Dr. Pepper is feverishly trying to distance itself. Sidney <laughs> Powell, exactly. Sidney Powell. Why was that so weird and unsettling? Did it bother you guys? It was just like, it was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It was just like, I mean, I know she was probably there for hours and she was thirsty and all of that stuff. Because mm -hmm. we've seen other people drink water and other things. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting that... They kept the shot on her doing it. That, yeah. to me, was like an interesting choice for television. It was really awkward looking because she would be speaking. She like threw her head back yeah. like a horse yeah. at a trough. But yeah. you know, she would. And be I'm just like, I'm not Martha Stewart. I'm sorry, Bob. You. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say she was in the middle of a thought or something like that, observing something that uh, that she witnessed in the yellow oval room with Eric right. Hirschman wanting to throw down against the Overstock.com guy. Only in the Trump White House would something no, like that, was that ever. Happened. It yeah. was Flynn who kept jumping up and turning oh, around okay. and calling him a quitter. And he was like, You get your ass over here or you sit the fuck down, little man. So Cindy um, Bell would be right. talking about something like that. And she'd be like, Okay, hang on one second. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, and then she would put the Dr. Pepper down, diet Dr. Pepper, and then continue talking. So it was like really obvious leading people on Twitter to think that. She was being sponsored by Diet Dr. Pepper. Like, okay, here, product play. It was like that scene from Wayne's World where they're deliberately right. showing yeah. little, yellow, different. And that's the way Sidney Powell was in that testimony. Like I was saying, though, I'm not, you know, I'm far from being Martha Stewart. Like, I am, but I think if I was on the vid call with the fucking House of Representatives, yeah. I would pour my drink into a glass. Right. You know, yeah. it just... You call it decorum, but it just seems to me like when you're like facing them, you know, I don't know. Maybe that was how she showed her contempt I know. for them. Maybe, maybe. basically maybe. acting like she was, you know, sitting on the front porch on a Saturday afternoon <laughs> in incest holler or wherever she lives. 
Um, yeah. Well, meantime, there was what Rudy Giuliani pantsless in the uh, cabinet Always. room. I'm, I'm throwing Always. in the pantsless part because I think we can safely you. we can safely assume that he wasn't wearing pants while he was standing by himself, hanging out in the cabinet room, which, which is really cool. Yeah. Everyone left to get away from you. That's not the definition of a cool party guest, you know. <laughs> And then, like, Meadows has to, like, headlock him and march him out the gate Uh so he won't just, like, drift back in like a drunk uncle at a wedding. Yeah, well, (laughs) good Lord. It seems like Uh anyone could get into the White House at that point. Well, Marjorie Three Toes got in. She wasn't even in the fucking Congress yet. (laughs) I I don't know how that works. I guess I could have gone down there and, you know. Sidney Powell said a junior staffer let them in. Which to me, like, that person needs to be, like, taken before the federal courts because, I mean, you don't just, like, randomly let people into the White House. (laughs) No, of course not. Yeah, Liz Cheney even called them crazies. I think she was quoting someone else, but that kind of stuck. That stuck to the wall. So we're going to go with crazies. We're going to stick with uh, Liz Cheney's... (laughs) quote on that. Uh, So the crazies go in, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, Mike Flynn, and the Overstock.com guy, which that's someone, I mentioned this on the show yesterday with Cliff, that's someone I don't think we've talked about yet, the Overstock.com guy, whose name I don't even remember. So we're just going to call him. Didn't he date Maria Butina? Yes, he was scammed by Maria Butina. That's one of the many things. And he's still allowed in the White House after screwing a Russian spy. Good Lord. Talk about subverting security, subverting democracy. Yeah, the guy who's compromised by Russia... By all means, let him in. And don't just let him into the White House. Let him into the Oval Office. And then, oh, while we're here. And the residence. Let's go up to the residence, to the yellow Oval Room. (laughs) And so that's what they did. They went up there with Trump. And Trump was absorbing all of this nonsense, this plot to overthrow the government, for God's sake. And uh, that's when the career guys inside the White House from the council's office, uh, Patsy Baloney and uh, Eric Hirschman come up, <laughs> setting a land speed record, apparently, for racing up the stairs of the residence. And they come in. Well, and I think he was at home in Virginia, actually, or something. Oh, was he? Jesus. And he somehow managed to make it through D.C. traffic and into the residence or the, into the Oval in 15 minutes. <laughs> it's incredible. So they go in there. There's almost a fist fight. There's almost fisticuffs inside that room. But what's odd to me is how the dividing line has been created between the crazies who actually worked at the White House in Donald Trump's inner circle and the crazies who didn't work at the White House but who were also in Donald Trump's inner circle. But this is the kind of shit that Donald Trump loves. He loves pitting people against each other. Uh, Mm -hmm. This team, this faction is going to fight that faction, and let's see where this goes. Let's see what happens here when chaos erupts. He has an addiction. He has a fetish for that. Donald Trump just... Fetish for chaos. It's like its own little Pornhub vertical. Where Donald Trump has a bookmark set up on his uh, on his phone. I, this is not the first time that we heard about freaks and weirdos getting into uh, the Oval Office to pitch something ridiculous to Donald Trump. It happened many other times. There was a constant chaos, and that's why I'm so critical of people like. Pat Cipollone. And despite his uh, entertaining testimony, Eric Hirschman, and despite her truth telling in the committee and the hearings, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, these are all people who are around 
during some of the most heinous trespasses about against American government, against American yeah. democracy took place on top of during the course of 2020 leading all the way up to the inauguration, 400,000 Americans killed in a preventable pandemic. And yep. they were all there. Not Kids a single in cages one at the border. I mean, yeah. all that they signed off on. So Right. I mean, from top one to of the bottom. Things Hutchinson's testimony, mm-hmm. which I don't know every, why everyone's like calling her Cassidy. She is a grown up. She's not a teenager. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's not 16 or 12 or four. She is Ms. Hutchinson or Cassidy Hutchinson. Yeah. But not just Cassidy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just feel like she's been me- being made into this like it girl yeah, for yeah. Capitol Hill. And it's like, no, because she was right there. She was saying, you know, I did want to, like, highlight all the good things he's done for the country, (laughs) meeting Trump. And I'm just like, good things? What? What? (laughs) Yeah, no. No, there was nothing good. And uh, that's the point I'm making, too, David, which is that uh, these people who have testified, uh, what, 99% of (laughs) them have been Republicans. Uh, Many of them have been Trump insiders. They were compelled. And they had to be subpoenaed. Yeah, they were subpoenaed. They were compelled by law under penalty of perjury to tell the truth under oath uh, before a congressional committee. And in this case, on live international television. And so they did what they had to do. If they were compelled to be heroes, they would have resigned the first time they saw Donald Trump glitch out and gone immediately to the next nearest microphone and news camera out there on Pebble Beach on the North Lawn where all of the reporters hang out and have their little tents. She could have wandered right out there. And the same goes with Pat Cipollone, Eric Hirschman, Bill Barr, and the rest of the people who finally now, a year and a half after Donald Trump is done being president, are telling the truth after it's kind of too late to do anything about it, at least contemporaneously. So now we're supposed to believe that they're heroes, even though they didn't do a goddamn thing when they had a chance, when it would have been more useful uh, at the time. Now, granted, there is a use for them now, and we're seeing that. Obviously, Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony has created an avalanche of people coming forward. I don't think Patsy Baloney would have testified for... Whatever it was, 98 hours on Friday, last Friday, uh, if it hadn't been for Cassidy Hutchinson. So in that regard, great. You know, well, now even Steve Bannon is trying to get his ass in front of the committee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Steven- well, no, he, well, he was denied because he's going yeah, to trial like, Yeah, we don't Monday. really trust you. You're a liar. You have another trial he had time. He had plenty of time to, to uh, between the time he was, um, uh, the DOJ went after him yeah. until this week mm-hmm. to say, you know what, DOJ, let's drop the charges. I will con- I will comply. I will be deposed. I will give them everything that they're asking for. And he decides to do it a week before he's supposed to go to trial. Fuck that guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he also hasn't disclosed any of the documents. No. Person, you know. no. So it's just like you don't get to just like waltz in and make it a circus because that's mm-hmm. what you do, Steve Bannon. Mm-hmm. That's right. You fucking piece of shit. Yeah. And your two shirts and your filthy barn jacket. His liver spots. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to just sort 14 of like- shirts deep. Yeah, I mean, we were asking the question on Tuesday's show, is he aware of dermatology? I'm not sure if he is. <laughs> <laughs> they have doctors that you can go to for those blotches. But he's going to jail. Mm-hmm. Let's make no mistake about this. Uh, yeah. According to NBC. two years. Yeah, a judge has once again uh, refused to delay, to delay Steve Bannon's trial for contempt of Congress, which is set to get underway on Monday. Judge Carl Nichols said that he was hopeful 
they would be able to find a jury that hadn't been paying close attention to the January 6th committee hearings and didn't know much about Bannon and would be able to fairly decide the case. So Bannon's lawyers had once again argued that there was too much pretrial publicity about the case. Their latest motion cited a uh, CNN documentary that is supposed to air on the network on Sunday night. Uh, quote, we're still going to be at trial on Monday, Nichols said. Bannon was indicted last year for refusing to answer questions from the Congressional Committee investigating all of this. Nichols previously ruled that uh, ruled against delaying the trial, despite Bannon's apparent change of heart last weekend about testifying before the committee. I'll be interested to see that footage. Obviously, there's no fucking way he should be testifying live, repeating some of the things that maybe he exactly. said. In, yeah. Because he won't repeat the things that he said in closed doors. He'll go off. He'll go rogue as a... Uh, he'll lie. Yeah. He'll get theatrical and, and you, this whole committee is out of order. You know, <laughs> that's what he wants. He wants to do a Roger Stone and like ink the water yeah. and make chaos. And I just, I don't feel like the committee has time for that right now. Right. They're just sort of like, Mr. Bannon, you had your chance. Yeah. So meantime, Mark Meadows is probably going to jail too. At least that's what Donald Trump's lawyer thinks that's oh, going to yeah. happen. They're going to toss him under the, under the bus. Well, they're throwing everybody under the bus. What's amazing to me is there are still people who are from Donald Trump's inner circle who are defending him, and he is going to steamroll all of these people when it comes down to it. Uh, Trump's legal team have attempted to pin the blame for the Capitol attack on Mark Meadows, according to uh, Rolling Stone, naming the president's lawyers, MAGA friend, lawmakers, and others. Mark Meadows, Trump's former White House chief of staff, didn't make the How list. How's his fault? What's, yeah, I don't know. Trump's inner circle increasingly views Meadows as a likely fall guy for the former president's attempts to overturn the 2020 election. Members of Trump's legal team are actively planning certain strategies around Meadows' downfall, including possible criminal charges. Trump has himself begun the process of distancing himself from some of— Who's going to uh, charge him from <laughs> Trump's orbit? They just say here certain strategies— around Meadows' downfall. So I think maybe some people are going to be whispering in ears. Uh, at, at some point, Donald Trump's going to publicly throw Mark Meadows under the bus, like oh, he does yeah. with everybody else. Yeah. What was he talking? He was saying something about Cassidy Hutchinson on Troth Central uh, yesterday, I think, or maybe it was Fox News Channel. He was calling the her. he never met, who he, he thinks is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that was interesting. That was a, a funny reaction from him where he was saying all the different things that he knows about her right after saying, I know nothing about this crazy woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty much in keeping with <laughs> Donald Trump's ongoing style. Uh, so let's talk about the most important news to come out since Tuesday, since after the hearings on Tuesday. Uh, well, actually, it started with the hearings. It started with Liz Cheney dropping a bomb in the middle of those hearings on Tuesday, saying that they've got confirmation that Donald Trump has tampered with one of their witnesses yep. by calling them on the phone because he's got no personal restraint. And as my motto for Donald Trump goes, Trump always makes things worse for Trump. And so that's what he did. Uh, he tried to call a member of the White House support staff, according to CNN, who was talking to the House Select Committee. Two sources familiar with the matter tell CNN the support staffer was not someone who routinely communicated with the former president and was concerned about the contact, according to the sources, and informed their attorney. Well, good for them, whoever they might be. What I found interesting with what Liz Cheney said was uh, the person declined to answer or respond, which hmm. suggests to me that there's a voicemail. Yes. Ooh, yes. 
Because yes. declining to answer is one thing. Responding is something happened. Well, the question I'm going to put on a- my psychic hat. I'm going to put on and make a prediction here. Yeah. I feel a, a brainwave coming. <laughs> I feel that um, this person is the White House valet. And Trump wanted to tell this person to say that they had never had to clean up ketchup off the wall. Uh, that would be fantastic. And Maybe. Good. But, uh, and that there is a voicemail. That's my prediction. We'll I see think there happens. is. There, because the word respond suggests that there was something to respond to. Not just not answer. If I don't answer the phone, I'm, I'm just ignoring. But if there's a voicemail and I don't respond to it, it's because there was something to respond to. I don't know if it was the valet because the president's valet has pretty close contact with the president, no matter who the president might be. True. It is a have, support staffer, but that's yeah. not a bad idea. Maybe somebody else. In the, who knows? Right. Maybe it says here the support staffer was not someone who routinely communicated with Trump. That kind of eliminates the valet, but this other detail may... I don't think valet has the same definition as it does in like... 19th century, like, body servant. Why was the uh, valet was like Charlie from the West Wing, who was there to help the president carry the president's jacket, bring in knives for Thanksgiving, et cetera, that kind of shit. You mean Dulé? Yeah, yeah, exactly. My friend Dulé? Of course you're friends. I could be wrong. Yeah. I'm not friends with him, but I have met him, and he's very nice. (laughs) Yay, our first... uh, Hollywood story after the vacation. Well, no, my, my mom's husband was in the band when that played with Dulé when Dulé was doing Sammy Davis. Oh, I see. How many West Wing cast members do you know, Jody? No, and, or have met? <laughs> I would say, well, let's start with no. How many do you know by I, I guess name? I, you could say I sort of know Martin Sheen because I do have his wife's phone number. Yes. Well, and that we would qualify. on occasion, so there's... And I've been to their house. Uh-huh. Um, so I sort of know him. So I've jealous. met his daughter, who was also on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Dulé when he was working with my stepfather. Uh, I met Rob Lowe years ago, way before he was ever on the West Wing. Um, oh, really? My mom's working with Alice and Janney right now. <laughs> yes, so I of might meet her is. on Monday. Oh, God damn it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Um, yeah. But I uh, think I'm going to meet Ricky Martin on Monday. I'm like beat red with jealousy right now. Just like... <laughs> no, I told Dulé when I met him what a big fan you were. <laughs> oh, dude, you didn't say that. I did. I said a very good friend of mine, he lives in D.C., he's such a huge fan of the West Wing, he's going to be so jealous that I met you. And he goes, wait, he, where does he live? Because if he's, you know, have him come to the show, I'd love to meet him. <laughs> oh, okay, no. I don't think... I would oh, totally... <laughs> I would totally be like Chris Farley and the Chris. Remember that time you brought in the phone number for the Butterball Hotline? <laughs> that was awesome. He would be very. He was so nice. He was like the kindest human being when I met him. Really, oh, really I'm nice sure. Man. I'm sure they're all great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, valet is the person who uh, is like the direct like body man. I think uh, yeah. Barack Obama referred to him. Lays out his clothing. Military, does those- isn't it? What's it military? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, no, no. Just I think traditionally that may have been back in the 1800s or something. But yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it does sound old school. It's like, uh, it does. like what's another old school presidential term? Like plenipotentiary, <laughs> like something wow, like that. Valet look that. plenipotentiary. Look at, that. look at your Ooh, big brain. That's a fancy word. Yeah. There's, there's a few things I do remember from college, and I think that's <laughs> one of them. <laughs> Besides but, drinking. Yeah, right, right. Well, here's the other detail that I think might steer us in the right direction in terms of who this might be, this uh, witness that Trump tampered with. Uh, the call was made after the testimony of Cassidy Hutchinson. 
So maybe it's someone connected to Mark Meadows' office because that's who Cassidy Hutchinson directly worked for. It's about the ketchup. I, I really feel like that's <laughs> the thing so. he's fixated on. I hope on. so. It's all about so. the ketchup. It's going to be about the ketchup. It's like, about the ketchup. Call me crazy. Yeah, that, yeah. To me, that's just how puny his thinking is. Like, that's the one. He'll fixate on that and be like, nobody ever had to clean up any ketchup from, you know, like, and that's just like... God damn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that asshole like basically destroyed the White House. Mm-hmm. Between ketchup on the walls, uh, the Rose Garden, f- flushing. Well, I get to the Rose Garden in a second, but flushing the notes down the toilet probably clogged up all the plumbing in that building. And then, yeah, as you said, the goddamn Rose Garden, which is now like the Eastern European cement foliage cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> Melania Trump destroyed that. I mean, it's one of those things that's like seemingly minor. But it's just and like, yet, yeah, it's vandalism, right? On our history it's, on our culture, like, yeah, ripping out the Kennedy roses, uh, one of the most beloved presidents in American history, who was assassinated in his prime, and his beautiful, talented wife, putting these roses in and basically making White House history. And Donald Trump and Melania Trump go in there and say, "Fuck it, we're tearing all that shit out." Who wants roses? Who wants color? No one wants color and lovely yeah. fragrances. Let's put and some gold paint out here and just <laughs> yeah. add some concrete and some scotch, you know, scotch guarded 3M, whatever the window <laughs> stuff is that makes the windows look like, yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing that we've been seeing a lot of in the wake of some of these hearings is a lot of excuse making for Donald Trump. For example, in this case with this uh, witness tampering, which I hope the DOJ prosecutes Donald Trump for witness tampering because this is not, I just wanted to add here before we get to this other little detail about this, this excuse making from Newsmax. This is not the first time we've heard news like this. One of the previous hearings, I forget which hearing, or maybe the fifth hearing at the very end, Liz Cheney put a couple of quotes up on the screen of uh, text messages to witnesses saying, Hey, look, you don't want to Someone wanted me to tell you that you're thinking about you. Exactly. The coded, like, mafia language. Obviously, witness tampering in writing, which indicates that these are dumb people. It goes back to the Watergate thing. These are not smart people, and things got out of hand. But talk about not smart. This Newsmax host was saying that Trump's call to the witness, the witness tampering, may have just been a butt dial. Donald Trump. I'm amazed he didn't call it a booty call. (laughs) Just because, I mean, these people are not the most (laughs) culturally savvy observers. I I don't know what's more disgusting, uh, Donald Trump's butt or a booty call from Donald Trump. (laughs) Both of those are pretty gross. Butt dial from Donald Trump. It would sound like a toddler on a rubber mattress, you know, just from the diaper rustling. Yeah. It just... You know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the thing about the butt dial is who among us has not butt dialed a witness to high treason? I mean, I'm Uh, raising. You know, I do it all the time. Yeah. All the time. Oh, shit. Did I accidentally dial someone who's under a congressional subpoena? Damn it. Happens Uh, all the time. My fucking phone. I butt dialed Matt Gates. Yeah. I mean, just. Damn it. 
I mean, we've, we've also learned through these hearings that Donald Trump did a lot of dictating of his tweets, meaning that... Yes, he did. He wasn't necessarily wandering around with a phone in his hands, tweeting all that shit. He would go to Dan Scavino and just dictate whatever he had to say. I'd love to hear audio of him dictating one of his yes. so tweets. that's Dan Scavino's terrible spelling then? I mean, what yeah. the fuck is going well, on? maybe. But, it, you know, it's funny. <laughs> Random <remember> capitalizations. <laughs> well, you know, he might have yelled. Yeah. Um, you know, there is that. No, remember he was followed around for how many months with the documentarian? Oh, from yeah. Yeah. Wherever. So we probably have that somewhere in the eight hours of footage mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. he, he is dictating dumb fucking tweets. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, we also saw that footage of Donald Trump monkeying with that cup of water. Did we talk about that before the break? I don't remember. But there was the documentary footage from uh, what's his name? Uh, I want to say Alex Alex Holland, Alex Holcomb. I, I forget the documentarian's name, but anyway. Holder. Yeah. Holder. Yeah, that's right. Alex Holder. And so the footage is of Donald Trump sitting for an interview, and they've got like a little side table. I think we did talk about this, where there's like a little side table with a glass of water on a, on a napkin with one of those paper lids on it. And he mm. just is micromanaging the placement of the water. And ultimately, the water gets set down without a napkin underneath of it onto this spindly antique side table, which now has a <laughs> probably a, a permanent water stain on there. But yeah, that was a great example of Donald Trump and how uh, he has to meddle in everything. And that's why I find it so difficult to believe that he wasn't directly involved with the entire seditious conspiracy, that it was entirely him and his inner circle of weirdos who came up with this plot from the word go. In fact, prior to the election, I'm sure they started to plot, well, what happens if Joe Biden ends up... Uh, ends up getting more votes or more electoral votes, and what are we going to do? So I'm sure it started prior to Joe Biden actually winning the no, election. Bannon was talking about it to those Chinese billionaires, like the October 30th. Oh, yeah, that's that right. Idea? Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, right. it was yeah. clearly a plan. Like, mm. they, this was like their plan all along. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's the funny thing about Steve Bannon is he can't keep his mouth shut. He's just like his former yeah. boss. Right. He's like a, like a super villain who has to tell the hero of the story, like has to tell James Bond exactly how James Bond is going to die. And so he just monologues. He monologues like a bad supervillain. Horrible people. They have no impulse control. No, they don't. They, yeah. You know, they eat filth. Yeah, they're you know drunk all the time. In Rudy's case, you know, and it's just like, and they want to lecture the rest of us about morality and how to conduct our lives. And they say we're bad for children, us LGBTQ people. Yeah, yeah. that's what's completely. In, I mean, it's so insulting, and it so just makes me want to go just poke somebody in the eye as hard yep. as I can, because it's like, no, you are bad for children. Like yeah. children don't get molested at drag shows; they get molested at fucking church. Yeah. Well, this may sound like a, a strange segue on the surface, but. That's one of the reasons why I'm getting really offended by all of the ruminations and debate over 2024 and whether Biden should run or not run or whether Trump's going to run or not run, because the focus is being lost. Those things that you're talking about, David, uh, especially some of these laws that don't say gay law, et cetera, some of the laws that are being passed against trans people, obviously these laws that are uh, slowly picking away at American democracy, making it more difficult to vote, putting more power in the hands of state legislators to overthrow the will of people on down the line. Uh, these are all things that are happening, and yet 
we're still not paying attention to those races at all. We're busily like, mm, I th- will he, won't he? Will Joe Biden run? Is he too old? I don't know. Uh, you know, can we talk about this after the motherfucking midterms? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Like, thank I mean, you. We will deal with 2024 when it's time to deal with 2024. Exactly. Right now we have November 2022. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And That's by right. the way, 92% of fucking Democrats will vote for him if he is the nominee. And Gavin Newsom, by the way, because everybody's thinking he's going to run. He said, no, 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 I am in full support of Joe Biden and I will campaign for him in 24. Yeah. So fuck y'all. I love my governor and he's doing some great work, by the way. But you know what? Yes, he will be president hopefully someday. But leave this be to Joe fucking Biden. It's up to him whether or not he runs. And you know what? He's got 92% of the vote. Trump barely has 50% of the vote yeah. of his own party. So fuck everybody. Stop it. 22 is more important at this point. Fuck it. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yes, right. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, you know, Ronald Reagan wasn't doing too well. Spicy Jody has entered the chat. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, Ronald Reagan wasn't doing too well after his first two years. No, Donald he wasn't. Trump, Donald Trump wasn't doing too well after his first two years. Uh, George W. Bush was riding the wave of 9-11 after his mm-hmm. first two years. But in terms of Reagan and Trump, you didn't hear any Republicans going, hey, you know what, maybe we should get someone else in there. Clinton, Reagan's, too. Reagan's super the old. The midterms were bad. Yeah, were- oh my God. Yeah, well, that, that's just it. And, and so were the 2010 midterms. It's like Democrats get two years in. They're like, oh, we didn't get our pony. Fuck that guy. I know. We get we get no time to clean up the crap that happened prior. And by the nope. way, four years of Trump, can you just imagine if we had had eight? I know. How much oh, worse God. it would be. So, I mean, luckily we only had four years of that asshole. Yeah. And we're trying to cl- he's trying to clean up some shit with very little support, mind you. So voters, you want your little pony? Mm-hmm. Give him more senators. Let's hold on to the House. Give him more people in the House, for that matter, because we have a very slim margin there. The gerrymandering is not as bad as we thought it would be. It's just as bad as it was 10 years ago. So we can do this. We did it in 2018. We can do it again. And we can give him eight. I say give him 12 fucking senators so that cinema and mansion don't even matter. And I, oh, they can go to the another. They can be a fucking Republican for all I care if we yeah. get 12 goddamn senators in there. So fucking vote, people. Urgh, I'm mad. Yeah, right. And so- and so the other thing is that I think, you know what, ultimately, if you want to talk about 2024, try to at least balance it out by maybe posting a few things about what's happening in your state legislature, uh, where people can find information yeah. about how to volunteer on campaigns, yes. how to uh, register, get more people registered to vote, how to uh, participate mm-hmm. in the get out the vote effort. All of those things are important. I mean, it's not to say necessarily that you can't talk about this or that. You can talk about whatever the fuck you want, but it's just important to be balanced and set our priorities in the right way. And the priority, number one priority, winning elections. And you can go down the list from there. But that's where the focus really needs to be. Because as I said, the most heinous, monstrous shit State level, state politics. That's where all the crap is uh, is collapsing on our heads. And that's why we need to push back at that level, too. And it needs to be a long-run effort. It can't just be, well, we tried this year, and I voted, but it didn't work, so yeah. I'm not going to vote ever again. As uh, Paula Poundstone said... <laughs> Saying you voted once and you're not going to vote again is sort of like saying, well, you fed your child yesterday. So why bother? (laughs) So thank you, Paula Poundstone. That was like the tweet of the week last week, I think. Um, Okay, so more to come here on the show. We're going to get into uh, the latest on what's happening with that uh, 
OBGYN in Indiana and the awfulness of Fox News Channel and the Republicans in response to all of that, uh, in response to the initial story and the response to what's happened in the last uh, 24, 48 hours on that story. But first, here's the best way to listen to this podcast, uh, The Bob Seska Show, in case you don't know the name of the show. Um, <laughs> you, you can listen without all of these commercial interruptions, including the one that's happening right now. And you can do that by going to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. You scroll on down a little bit to the link for the ultimate edition of the podcast, and you can sign up there for just $15 per month and you might be going oh my god $15 it's a lot of money with inflation and gas prices and yada 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 well here's what you're going to get in exchange for your $15 a month we're going to give you a completely commercial free version of the Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday shows so no commercials in all three of our free shows plus you're going to get the shadow docket bonus show every Tuesday and Thursday but wait more dings you're also going to get the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly included in that level of support. It's a fun, fun, fun show, fun, fun all around on, on Fridays, including all the politics, too. Uh, that's all just for $15 per month. You get everything that we have to offer for that $15 a month. That's why we call it the Ultimate Edition. Again, it's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska! All-time favorites all day long! From uh, Brazil. I always love getting uh, music submissions from all over the world. I think this is our first submission from Brazil. I, You know what? Now that I'm saying that, I'm thinking we got one uh, a couple of years back. This is the first one I remember. We'll just put it this way. Uh, the band is called Lucy and the Pop Sonics. It's a great name for a band. Uh, the song is called Chick Chick Boom. And the album is called... The Fable or Farce of Two Electro Pandas. Nice. Except it, it is in uh, Portuguese. The uh, name of the album, the lyrics are all in Portuguese. 
So I'm giving you the English translation of the name of the album. So if you if you know Portuguese, just translate the fable or farce of two electro pandas. I've got a link in the description, Lucy and the popsonics.bandcamp.com. Some amazing uh, electronica here. Just so great. And of course, uh, we want to support all of our in- international indie bands too. So uh, as I said, link in the description for Lucy and the Pop Sonics. Also, bobseska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. All right. Uh, getting back into things here on our big uh, Thursday show. So this uh, rapist has confessed to assaulting uh, this 10-year-old girl in, uh, was it Ohio? Was Ohio. She, yes. Ohio, right. Yeah. And she was required to have an out-of-state abortion. It turned out to be, what was it, a medical abortion, did you say, Jody? Yeah, she didn't have to have a surgical abortion, thankfully. Uh, she didn't have to go through that. Yeah. Because it, she was six weeks and a few days pregnant, and I believe you can take mifepristone. I never know how to pronounce that. Um, but are you four eighty six? Yes. Uh, or those types of medications. How did you? How did you say? It? How did you say it? Mefepristone. <laughs> Sorry. It's mefepristone. I think is what yeah. it is, but I'm not hundred percent sure of that. Right, um, right, but right. I think you can take it up to ten weeks mm-hmm. after you uh, are pregnant. So yeah. she was barely. I mean, she barely. First off, the fact that she was having periods at ten years old is another bag of problems because of hormones oh, right. in our food. But mm-hmm. regardless of that, um, luckily, uh, she found out as early as she did and she didn't have to have a surgical abortion. And, and that doctor is a hero and how dare anybody go after her. And for the previous several days before this rapist stepped forward, the... Before he was arrested. Yeah, right. He was, yeah, he was arrested and he confessed. And weren't there two times that he raped her? Were there two times? I didn't know there was I two I want to say that the, 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 I heard reporting that it was at least twice, so most likely her oh, family fuck. knew this person. Yeah, and Because imagine, you don't get a second shot, usually, if it's a stranger. Just to give you an idea, those of you without children, just to give you a sense of what a 10-year-old girl looks like. The, the young actress who plays young Princess Leia in right, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is 10 years old. She could fit into my coffee cup. I mean, she is that tiny and that tiny. young looking. My neighbor's yeah. kids are ten years old. I mean, it's they're they're little little people. And and to to think that that Ohio was going to try to force this person child. who yeah. who a child baby a baby <laughs> basically whose hips to carry are a baby to term, which mm, would probably it could cause kill a her yeah. because it, it would not be able to pass through her pelvis. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not only that; it's just just the weight of it, and her hips are not wide enough to carry. Because that's the the thing with women, and when our hips start to go wide, is to help carry the baby, let alone give birth. Yeah, that has to be automatically categorized as one of those emergency medical exceptions yes, in the law. Yeah. If there's a, a an underage girl, she's pregnant, that has to be immediately regarded as being a life-threatening, in fact, anyone at any age who gets pregnant, it's I mean, a I life-threatening... I they would say in Ohio that they could deliver it by cesarean. Yeah. She's Ugh. not, I mean, barely 18-year-olds are barely ready to have children, but at least most women, their hips have gotten wide enough to be able to do that. Yeah. But um, a, a 10-year-old child? No, she's physically unable to carry a baby healthily mm-hmm. to term. And then the Red Hat uh, Entertainment Complex goes to work on the story. And this is prior to the news about the rapist being arrested. 
where they, they were a lie. essentially saying it was a lie, saying that oh, the Democrats are making this up, the abortionists are making up a, a tall tale. So it didn't take long before that was completely blown out of the water. But in that time, the lie circulated the globe a bunch of times before the truth got its pants on. And that's the terrible tragedy among many terrible tragedies with a story, uh, that the lie is the first thing that a lot of people heard. The, the idea that this was uh, made up, that lie. And so an editorial published in the Wall Street Journal on Tuesday evening called uh, this report a fanciful tale that was too good to confirm. Ignoring um, the doctor's firsthand account, the editorial claimed there is, quote, no evidence the girl exists. The piece criticized Bernard, who's the For doctor. God's sake, who wrote that shit? Caitlin who, Bernard. Who's the author? Um, that's a good question. I don't have it. Let me see here if I can find the author of this. It, it might be the editorial board who offered, authored. Yeah, it is the editorial board. So it's the entire so it's editorial anonymous. staff. It's unsigned. Yeah, it's a group. But, oh, yeah, it's a group sake. opinion. It's the group opinion of the Wall Street editorial board is what it is. So, uh, yeah. The, old white guys. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm, there you go. The piece criticized the doctor, Caitlin Bernard, for not providing details that could expose the identity of the 10-year-old, including, quote, where the alleged crime occurred and the Ohio doctor who referred the case. You know what? That's baiting the doctor to reveal the name of the child, therefore endangering the child, too. They for suggested, a second time. yeah, Wall Street traumatizing the child because people are going to be calling those people's house, mm -hmm. and I mean it's going to happen. Yeah, they will because those people are at work and they will find out that little girl's name and they will tell the world, and then they will have fucking QAnoners like threatening them and it, just like with Parkland. Oh yeah, it's uh, and there's another dimension to this too because we're getting into George Tiller the baby killer territory. Uh, I'm going to get to that in a second. But they suggested, the Wall Street Journal suggested, that Bernard perpetrated a hoax because she has, quote, a long history of abortion activism in the media. Fuck you. Fuck you! God damn these people. On Fox News, host Emily Campagno said she found it, quote, offensive that supporters of abortion rights invented a fake rape victim. No corrections, no mea culpas, no, no yeah, no, we got it wrong, none of that shit. As far as Fox News viewers go, that lie is still circulating in their little fucking red hat circles. They're, They're still... slut shaming a 10 year old. Yeah, exactly right. And then this story comes out the debunking of the Wall Street Journal, the debunking of the Daily Caller, all of that shit. So the whole thing falls apart. And then what Fox News does is that Fox News and the Red Hat Entertainment Complex and the Republican Party itself start targeting the Indiana doctor, Dr. Mm -hmm. uh, Caitlin Bernard. Fox News is posting the name and photo <laughs> of the doctor oh on their God, network. Oh, my God, these fucking people. Jesse Waters had it uh, last night, uh, information. Fox News primetime, for fuck's sake. Essentially, if you remember what happened... On Bill O'Reilly's show. Bill O'Reilly uh -huh. spent a great deal of time back in the 2000s talking about this one uh, OBGYN who performed abortions, uh, George Tiller. And he nicknamed George Tiller, George Tiller the baby killer. And this was sort of a, an ongoing narrative on Bill O'Reilly's 8 o'clock Fox News show before he was... Dr. Tiller. 
Yeah, before, before he was doctors in the country who yeah. was brave enough to help out women who were in dire medical distress mm-hmm. and needed third trimester abortions. Yeah. Yep. So Bill O'Reilly makes this a uh, an ongoing attack line, goes after George Tiller on his show over and over again, putting a target on the guy's head. And then, of course, George Tiller is assassinated in a church, by the way. Mm-hmm. The second time he'd been shot. Yeah, the second yeah. time. And this was all because of Fox News targeting this guy, putting big crosshairs on his head and saying, that guy is killing babies. I've got another clip here in a second that goes even farther than that. But what we're talking about here is, I hope this doctor in Indianapolis has some sort of uh, bodyguards, police protection, something because she is now an immediate target. And we found out already that the attorney general of Indiana is now going to investigate the doctor. For doing so, her job. For doing for her job. For helping out a child yeah. who is a tra- traumatized by rape and, and, and pregnancy that she probably doesn't even entirely understand. She wouldn't yeah. at 10 years old, especially nowadays. I mean, you know... <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Please, I, I learned about sex when I was in seventh grade, so I was 11. Um, and our poor teacher, God bless yeah. Dr. Frost. Um, <laughs> he was poor man, bunch of girls, poor guy. Anyway, um, <laughs> our sex ed was literally our bodies ourselves, and then we had to send a note home with our parents mm-hmm. to sign off that we could be in this class for the two weeks, a week, I think it was only a week long, oh that God. in our science class that we were being taught sex ed. And I know some of my friends were not allowed to participate in that. And this is in the 70s. And, and so oh, it's and people are not being taught. They're taught abstinence. A 10 year old girl doesn't know what abstinence means. She doesn't know what sex is. This poor mm-hmm. child was violated horrifically by an adult man and got impregnated by him. And then they're trying to make it so that first off, she's a fucking slut, which she's 10 and two. As if she, even if they, even God forbid, she had not been able to get that abortion that she vastly needed, she would have had to have carried something in her body. She wouldn't have known what was going on. Right. And it could have very easily killed her. Anyway. Yes. And, and the fetus as well. Yes. She, those, the, 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 the potential human and the actual human being could have died because mm-hmm. making this person go on with the pregnancy. And by the way, fuck Josh Hawley for being transphobic and that fucking piece of shit asshole. Oh, yeah. Oh, but you I know that, that professor, Kiara, uh, was it Kiara Bridges? Mm-hmm. She fucking handed him his ass on a pizza. She did. It was yeah. brilliant. Mm-hmm. She's like, I I'm going to trans- go ahead and call out your line of questioning as transphobic. And it was like, oh, it's on now. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I, I, I talked about this on our show the other day. There was a documentary I saw 15, 20 years ago. Um, and... Part of, it was about uh, trans people. And this one couple that they were following, the trans man had been, you know, living as a man for years. You would have never known, by the way, looking mm-hmm. at him. It's like, and it's from the South, like Louisiana, like deep South, not well off, yeah. poor. And he never got his ovaries removed because that's surgery and it costs money and oh, why yeah. bother, mm-hmm. right? He finds out in his 50s or pushing 60, that he has ovarian cancer. <sighs> and this, again, was 15, 20 years ago. And nobody would treat him. Jesus. Because a gynecologist is like, well, you're a man, so this is not my fault. This is, 
not my thing. Plus, it's the South, and it was 15, 20 years ago. And he didn't have money to leave to go to New York or California. And a lot of doctors are conservative white assholes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so what happened was he eventually died from the one thing in his body that was technically female. Yeah. This is the thing is that like Holly and them don't want to – they want to – it's like just because you don't acknowledge us queer people, we don't just disappear. Mm -hmm. Like yes, there are trans men who can become pregnant, Josh Holly. So that is – that's – you know, it's real. Now you want to laugh about it and giggle and say it's not, but that doesn't make those people not exist. It just makes their lives that much harder. Well, the thing with Josh Hawley, too, is after the fact, he went right on to Fox News Channel and started crying and whining like a little baby about how the witness was trying to censor him mm-hmm. because he refused oh, to believe. Oh, she canceled him. Yeah. <laughs> so These guys, sad. They, they think that all Missouri black women Missouri can cancel be, his ass. I mean, the reason it stings for him is because he looks at a black woman and thinks she should be the cleaning lady. Yeah. Let's get that straight. The same thing happened with What's-His-Face, the former chief of staff, when that Florida congresswoman called him out and he called her an empty barrel or whatever. Do you remember that whole thing? Mm-hmm. And it's like they get super angry when they are called out by a person, yeah. especially a woman of color. Uh, and it just like she was not having his bullshit because he's trying to pretend that things are not the way they are. Yeah. Well, one of the things he's they're trying- most they're one of the things they're most pissed off about is the fact that we're right a lot of the time, <laughs> and they don't like being wrong, and they don't like being proved wrong either. That creates this resentment and uh, backlash against liberals, you know, for being correct on the issues. Sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> Yeah. Don't mean to uh, make you sad. Don't don't mean to make the you. The facts, yeah, have a well-known liberal bias. That's exactly in the words right. Words of Stephen Colbert, and it's like you can play these games if you want, mm-hmm. but the problem is when we come up against actual reality on the ground, right? Like with COVID, it was not listening to your press conferences, Mister Ex President. Mm-hmm. Like it, and it's it's oh god, there's so many people sick again right now. Yeah, we're like, gonna get into just, that on the uh, shadow docket. Yeah, it's. Uh, but lots of bad news when it comes to COVID. There's not a lot of, I mean, there's a little yeah, bit of good news, good. but mostly bad news. Uh, but before we wrap up this segment talking about uh, this uh, Indiana doctor and now this investigation, the Attorney General, Todd Rokita in Indiana, who's announced on Fox News, by the way, that he's launching this investigation, he said, we're gathering the evidence as we speak and we're going to fight this to the end, including looking at her licensure if she failed to report. And in Indiana, it's a crime to intentionally not report. This is a child and there's a strong public interest in understanding if someone under the age of 16 or under the age of 18 or really any woman is having an abortion in our state. And then if a child is being sexually abused, of course parents need to know, authorities need to know, public policy experts need to know. So of they're making the this- Of course the parents know. Who do you think drove her to the fucking doctor, you shit exactly. Yeah, well she just Wandered, uh, she just wandered across state lines into an OBGYN. All by herself. As, as all tenuous, by herself. Small government, guys. Do. Small yeah. fucking government. Right. You know, let's prosecute a doctor for helping a child in need who had been traumatized. Yeah. But they're framing this doctor as potentially a child sexual abuser. Right. That's what the sense is. And then if a child is being sexually abused, of course, parents need to know. Authorities need to know. Public policy experts need to know. So they're essentially categorizing uh, the doctor as being a a sexual predator. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. 
I think I just so, had a little stroke. The gulag states. And burning. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you, wait, hold that stroke because when we come back, <laughs> I got this clip of uh, another hearing in the House of Representatives. I think this was yesterday with Congressman Ralph Norman talking about how women uh, want to be allowed to uh, murder their babies after they're born. Yeah. And that's, the push. That's number one on our list, just letting you know. Yeah. Yeah. They, that, they taste good with a nice Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Horrible. <laughs> Fucking horrible. This is one of the biggest lies. This is a Trump lie. This is a Trump lie that just, it's like a zombie. It will not fucking die. It will not go yeah. away. And no matter how and, often we like, debunk abortion it, terminates a pregnancy. Right. That's all. Yeah. Like, and it's like, okay, well, are you going to kill a baby that's born? No, that pregnancy has been terminated. <laughs> right. It's over. The baby is out. It's yep. not a pregnancy anymore. <sighs> all right. Well, we're going to get into this, uh, this audio here in just a second. Back with more show after this. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. song this is a recording artist named novelist me all one word as a single called never as in never never this is like total like top gun music to me like it's i kind of started out like danger zone you know (laughs) and i'm like this is like 80s action movie music it's perfect perfect absolutely you got it you nailed it uh, again, Novelist Me is the name of the recording artist. The song is called Never. Link in the description under this episode of BobSuska.com to support all of our indie bands here on the show and uh, BobSuska.com slash music to submit. All right, uh, so Ralph Norman is continuing to perpetrate this Donald Trump lie that Democrats want to be able to murder babies in their crib. Give birth, put them in the crib, and make them comfortable, it. and then murder them. For some reason, which he is, does know that that's already against the law. It's right? already illegal. It's already infanticide. You can't do it. Otherwise, you're going to be arrested for murder. Right. Also, by the way, under Roe and Casey, which have now been overturned, uh-huh. no abortions unless there's a medical emergency after the point of viability. 
Yeah. So after the fetus is able to survive outside of the uterus, you cannot have an abortion of that baby unless there is right. a severe medical emergency. Right. And uh, did you hear me yelling at the guy on Stephanie's show last week? Uh, no. He called <laughs> no. twice about that. That saying that liberals want to, you know, oh and I'm like, God. I just, I went, I got so, I was still shaking when I got home. I was so angry. I was like, <laughs> no, that's been against the law since Roe. It's yeah. been against the law since Casey. And I was, and Stephanie goes, I'm just going to let you go. Yeah. You I, I mean, I would have just, I would have screamed. No, no. Yeah. Broken and then he tried to call back the next day and then she just hung up on him when he goes, well, you hung up on me yesterday. Oh, okay. Click. You know. God damn it. Was his name Ralph Norman? Was that? No, his name is David, I believe. Okay. Um, and most likely he didn't. Mean. He, it wasn't you. I know I would recognize your voice. Um, and and he, he's most likely a paid caller that just didn't get on long enough to get his check. Oh, I see. Okay. So he had to wrap up to make sure he fills his quota. I get you. Right. It was a whole thing. And she was like, yeah. All right. Listen to this exchange <laughs> from uh, the House of Representatives oh, the other day. This, this is, is Ralph hurt, Norman. Yeah, it's going to yeah. hurt. It's going to actually make me dumber to hear this. Well, the good news is, is that the witnesses push back big time. This is, right. is kind of cool what they do here. You agree with infanticide? Well, I think you're using. Okay, um, he, says, he starts out by saying, "Do you agree with you agree infanticide?" With when you stop beating your wife. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you agree with infanticide? Infanticide's against the. Well, I think you're using um, inflammatory language to basically describe a situation that does not happen. We don't have infanticide happening. Doctors would not do that, and neither would folks who have carried pregnancy. Okay, would a healthy child? Do you agree if a healthy child is born, that is that woman's right to decide if it lives or dies? What I what? think is based on your question. Oh, you fucking hell. <laughs> fucking hell. What? <laughs> you know, okay, so the witnesses are, are going to do a fine job. And we're going we're gonna to play them more of their audio here. But I just want to say, you know what? When someone brings this up, the first thing out of your mouth has got to be, infanticide is already illegal. Uh-huh. That's got to be the first words out of yeah, your mouth. Infanticide is illegal. If a baby is born, you cannot kill it. No. <laughs> Let just, me just offer a, a bit of advice to my fellow white men here. Yeah. White guys, white people, all mm-hmm. listening. Yeah. When a black woman goes, what? You stop talking. Whatever you're saying right then, you just let it drop. Yeah. Like, because it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Perfect Carry bit on. of advice there. Yeah. Okay. Governor, here we go. Please so, proceed. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I have a very low opinion of pregnant people because if you think no, no, anybody the, would answer carry, the question, excuse me, excuse, answer the question. I'm answering it. Do you no, wanna, you're not. You want to answer take it or you, you want to keep talking over witnesses? What I'm telling no, no. you is Woo! nobody would carry a pregnancy and then decide on a Monday because they are bored that they want to have an abortion. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's inflammatory. You're, what you're saying, you're talking about families who are in tough situations where folks have been excited about carrying a pregnancy. Most of the abortions that happen later in pregnancy are really tragedies where it's really a disappointment for everyone involved. But you agree with... Get him! I, t- mm. I take it with all those words, uh, you do agree with basically murdering a child at, uh, after they're born. Miss, uh, Miss no. Graves. No! What the f- no, she doesn't. Fuck. What the fuck? Where is he getting this shit? He's just like pulling it out of his ass. Yeah. Well, what he's doing, this all goes back to, and it's ironic that this guy's name is Ralph Norman, because it goes back to Ralph Northam, Mm -hmm. the former governor of Virginia, who talked about uh, what we would consider to be palliative care, hospice care for babies who are born with severe terminal birth defects, where that baby is going to die, die. and that is a fact. So what happens is you can either 
put that baby through all kinds of unnecessary pain and anguish, artificially extending their life, or you can make them comfortable and pain-free as they naturally pass on. And that is a fact of fucking life that happens all the goddamn time. And now, because of the way Ralph Northam described that process, Republicans, and especially Donald Trump, who repeats this all the time, are saying that women want to be able to murder their babies after they're born. It's a colossal, dangerous fucking lie. And it goes back to like the gypsies and the Jews will steal your babies and yeah. use your bones to yeah. make flour for your bread. That's what they're doing. It's that yeah. kind of dehumanization mm-hmm. that like leads to like mass murder. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's categorizing women, pregnant women, as uh, murderers. Yeah. Or possible murders that we need to keep an eye on. You know, otherwise, uh, you never know when they're going to just strangle their baby in the crib. You know, because Democrats want to make that legal. Here's more oh of this. Uh, here's more of this hearing. Can you answer that? Would you just yes or no? I have to say, Congressman, how you just characterize the representative statement is is extremely inflammatory and the type of thing that it's dangerous. And what you guys have been talking today about the threats against crisis pregnancy centers, which I assume are are serious and are terrible. The threats I've that got people a who work of time. on abortion I'm not access take every single day. I'm assuming and that you're for infanticide. Of this sort I would of, also oh say God. that her, lang- her language, language of health is chair, not okay. That, uh, the gentleman's time. Congressman, that's the question. He's reclaiming his time. Okay, that's it. That's it for that. And of I'm, course, as soon I just, as... Like, it's just like, it's like she's saying, you know, water is wet. Yeah. Right. Water is wet. He's like, well, I'm going to assume from what you're saying that water is dry. Like, it's just like, you. Fu- he's like reaching past his hemorrhoid suppository to pull this shit out of his ass. Just. And it's just like, dude, yeah. just like fucking go home and just like drink some Drano and put us all out of the fucking misery of having to listen to your crusty old white ass mm-hmm. lying and just, uh, sorry. Yeah, well, Jody, this is something I wanted to mention to you specifically because I don't know if you've received any of these kinds of DMs since the Dobbs decision was handed down, but Kimberly has received a number of them, not only DMs on Twitter, but also replies from uh, trolls on Twitter where they say, I own your body now. And that's kind of the one of the many unforeseen circumstances of this ruling, which is that it's giving people who have toxic masculinity circulating through their veins, it's giving them an excuse to to abuse more, to uh, have more dominance over the women in their lives. This is going to harm so many women, even outside the sphere of the abortion debate. Because now, if this sort of troll meme has any truth to it, that means there are a, a certain number of men who believe they now have dominance, dominion over women mm-hmm. because of this ruling. I own your body. Have you heard that? Have you received that that troll message? Well, I, I, okay, first off, she gets trolled way more than I do because okay. she's got a lot more followers, A. Two, I don't, uh, people, I don't follow people who can DM me on okay. Twitter so oh, I, see. I mean, right. it's only people that that follow me can that, that that we follow each other that I can direct message. And secondly, on the Facebook thing, mm-hmm. I don't check any archive. I don't check those messages. Oh, that's that's good. That's a good policy because to have. I don't see the point. I don't know them. I don't fucking care. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I, I think JDU may be like me. You may have enough resting bitch face in your profile and avatar <laughs> picture. That could be it. People are just like, <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought about sending that person a hassling message, and mm-hmm. no, because yeah. I don't get a lot of trolls. When I do get them, I think we've talked about it. They're fucking epic, evil, like satanic people. Like, and there's mm-hmm. one right. every twenty years or something. But right. like, oh, yeah. a lot. I, 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 you know, I was always kind of. Curious as to why I was not getting more flack from people, because but I just I honestly think it's that I have a rep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I think sometimes like the trolls he's know crazy, and he'll cut you. Yeah. Sometimes trolls are smart enough to know who not to fuck with, <laughs> and I, I wouldn't want to fuck That's with it, you. It's like all bullying. Yeah. Bullies yeah. are cowards, yeah. and bullies only sh- like go for people that they feel like cannot hit them back. Well, the good news on this topic, so we'll end with a little bit of good news here. The Biden administration told hospitals that they must provide women access to abortion in emergencies, Mm -hmm. even in states that have banned the procedure following the Supreme Court's decision. Uh, The uh, Department of Health and Human Services cited federal law that health emergencies take priority over state laws banning abortion. Quote, under the law, no matter where you live, women have the right to emergency care, including abortion care. Uh, That was from the uh, Health and Human Services Secretary. Today, in no uncertain terms, we are reinforcing that we expect providers to continue offering these services and that federal law preempts state abortion bans when needed for emergency care. Thank you, Supremacy Clause. Justice Department also announced that it's uh, launching a, quote, reproductive rights task force to prevent overreach from state and local governments seeking to impose new bans on access. Democrats in Congress, meanwhile, plan to vote this week on legislation that would protect the right to travel for abortion services and explicitly give health care providers the right to provide abortion services and patients the right to obtain them. The bills, however, are all but certain to fail in the Senate where Democrats lack 60 votes. It just votes. makes me crazy, though, that we're having mm-hmm. to talk about women's right to travel. Yeah. It's, yes. Are we fucking Saudi Arabia now? Yeah, no like, shit. It's just like... Yeah, Charlie Pierce, has been ta- Charlie Pierce has been talking about the Fugitive Slave Act. I think it was uh, passed, I want to say 1854, I could be wrong on that. But the Fugitive Slave Act is kind of what the Republicans want when it comes to pregnant women in their states. And it's only a matter of time before that expands to having, like, checkpoints at the border. We're almost like, oh, just like East like Berlin, women or, randomly in Minneapolis and being like, "Let me see your papers. Are you yeah. a resident? Like, are you here from Indiana or Ohio to right. get your?" Yeah, where like suddenly yeah. Arkansas is like East Germany, where you have to go through we, barbed wire and pass dogs and guard towers. Well, Charlie shit. Pierce has been talking about that. It's like, okay, yeah. so what are you going to do? Stop? I mean, that's the other thing. Like, people who can get pregnant, mm-hmm. they don't start showing until the fourth or fifth month. Yeah. So then you're going to have to disallow women to drive, mm-hmm. play sports, uh, jog, yeah. uh, ride a bicycle, uh, drink alcohol, smoke cigarettes, mm-hmm. um, do anything between the ages of, say, 10 and 50 at least yeah. because they could be pregnant. And the worst time to harm a fetus is the first trimester, the first yeah. 12 weeks of pregnancy. So, And you're not showing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, are they going to, I mean, this is fucking Gilead, man. This is yeah. not this. And then they're going to prevent women and then from driving. trans men though, who could also get pregnant. Thank so, you. Like, exactly. You, like, so we're just going to check everybody's genitals and blood status before they can like at the TSA. Well, the they're not going to bother with trans men because you know, they only worry about them going into ladies bathrooms yeah. at some point. Yeah. But, right. um, it, it, in fact, it's just trans women going into women's bathrooms, which is just dumb regardless. Um, 
they're going to basically okay you want to fly to new york from you want to fly to new york from missouri mm-hmm. all right i have a trip i'm going to manhattan all right first off we need a pregnancy test to make sure you're not pregnant before you get on this trip yeah Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons why I think there needs to be some movement by the administration to provide uh, at least emergency access inside these states. Use federal land, uh, uh, military bases, what have you. Because guess what? And uh, this is something I've been talking about all, all over Twitter. So if you follow me on Twitter, you've heard me or seen me say this a bunch of times. But the Hyde Amendment, which technically blocks federal money going to abortion services, has exceptions for three things, rape, incest, medical emergency. So at the very least, the federal government can provide abortion services to civilians in at least those three circumstances. So that would go a long way toward helping sexual assault victims and people who may be in states where there are fetal personhood laws where you can't even have an abortion for a medical emergency. So it would be a stopgap. Sure, it wouldn't be an outright solving of the problem, but at least it would help victims of, uh, of sexual assault in these states. It just makes me so angry because nobody should have to explain why they need this. No, exactly. of course not. I mean, you know, nobody should have to account to the men of government why mm-hmm. they need reproductive health care of any kind. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I had an argument, not our, a discussion with Sean last week regarding the company that he works for as well as many other companies that are like if women in states where we have, you know, uh, business need aborted, uh, abortion services, we're mm-hmm. happy to pay for their travel. And, and I'm like, that's great. But women shouldn't have to fucking tell their boss yeah. why they need to leave the state. Exactly. It's fantastic that they're doing this. I, I applaud them for it. I don't want my boss to know it, I'm having an abortion. Why the fuck should like, I have my boss have to know that I have to leave the state because I need a medical service? That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Good. I'm glad they're doing it. Fantastic. But that should not have to be. Um, hi, guys. Uh, do you need to do you want to let the, the your boss know that you need to get a vasectomy? By the way, they are up. And thank you, men, for coming to the for on that but yeah yeah it's it's like really you're gonna have to tell your boss that you need medical care like that if i you had to fly get. for out-of-state care for like an std or something yeah i have to explain I mean, to my boss that i've had sex with you know just it, it no no it's it's, I mean, it's, thank it's you wrong companies, but yes oh thank my God. you thank yeah. you thank you thank you but that i no person should have to go to their boss to take time off and then go, by the way, I need, you know, 200 bucks to get across the state line because I need a medical procedure. Well, what would that be? Yeah. I mean, come on. This mm-hmm. is fucking exactly. ridiculous. Oh, my God. I'm yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's pretty much a nightmare uh, in these states. And I started calling them gulag states. I think that's appropriate terminology. Yes. And obviously gulags are places where they send you and you're forced to do uh, labor. For, in other words, forced labor. <laughs> Exactly. Which is kind of what's happening in the red states. Labor with a different definition in those terms. But I feel like women in those states should stop paying their state taxes because it's taxation without representation. Like if you're chattel, if you're property, yeah. you shouldn't have to pay taxes. You know, like, I don't know. It's just a thought. Well, how soon before they roll back uh, a women's right to vote? <laughs> well, I guess they can. Oh, that's, a, they're it's trying. A, it's a constitutional oh, no, that's amendment. A, that's a, yeah, but that can be repealed. Oh, sir. Certainly it can. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was on the agenda somehow. But at the very least, the Supreme Court or state law or even federal law can't can't do that. 
because uh, it is a constitutional amendment. So they're, they're kind of stuck, and they would have to ratify a new amendment in order to do that. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if they were working on it. I mean, already uh, Mark Levin's got a whole list of constitutional amendments. As soon as they hit whatever it is, 38 state legislatures, once again, state legislatures, people. Once they hit, I think, 38 state legislatures controlled by Republicans, they can start uh, having constitutional conventions and shit like that, ratifying new amendments. And Mark Levin's got a whole list. Do they honestly think black people are going to be like, oh, let's just go back to the plantation days? Sure. Yeah, We're going to quietly just, like, give up our rights. Or me. Like, I'm going to just quietly get allow them to unmarry me. Well, what's going to be shocking is if we keep on this trajectory, and I say we, I mean if the red states keep on this trajectory. Yeah, 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 not me. Uh, If they keep doing this, there's going to be like a refugee crisis at some point. Yes. I mean, what if they start locking down state borders and shit like that? You're going to have to. Yeah. Because obviously if you continue to follow this line of reasoning out to its logical conclusion— we're looking for ways around state laws, ways to get medical services to pregnant women in those states. Eventually, the Republicans will have to react with some sort of more restrictive uh, uh, security at the border or tracking or whatever. Whatever it is, it's just, I mean, repealing the right to privacy is going to have so many unforeseen circumstances. This is their... their it's just it's too horrible to even begin to enumerate all of the long-term problems with this so we got to fight we got to push back uh shadow docket coming up next vote. yeah shadow docket coming up next on bobseskashow.com see you over there folks bye-bye